Hi there, I'm Lorraine. And I'm Rosie, and welcome to the latest episode of What If? Today we have the amazing Alison Hammond on, which we're both really excited for, from Big Brother to the heart of daytime TV. She absolutely is, absolutely is. But I think, Alison, you were always going to be an entertainer of some sort, weren't you? I really do think it was in my bones, Lorraine. I think from an early age, my mum was obsessed with showbiz. Everything showbiz, my mum loved it. She was into doing extra work. She was in Empire Road. She was in a show called Marjorie and the Preacher Man, Angels. Now, people will be like, I've never heard of these shows. Oh, I remember them, yeah. Do do. you? Do you actually remember? Because they're way, way back in the day. And she used to be an extra. So she like worked with, you know, Barbara Windsor. And she's worked with the greats, honestly. But she was always just an extra. I mean, the biggest line she ever had was, it's water under the bridge. So we used to always tease her. (laughs) uh, (laughs) That she only ever had one line in her life on TV. And that was water and it's water under the bridge. Used to really tickle me. What if, though, you had gone to say you'd gone to drama school, for example? What if you had done that? Would that have been something that would have been possible? Because that would have been a real what if moment, wouldn't it? I actually had an audition at Aura, which was the Academy of Live and Recorded Arts when I was about, I was about 18 at the time, because I really wanted to go into acting and I thought I was good at it. And so I went along to this audition and I can remember going in for the interview. I'd done really well and I went in for the interview and they turned to me and they said, you do realise we're going to have to modify your accent, don't you? And I was like, what do you mean modify my accent? And they were like, well, get rid of that Birmingham accent. And I was like, oh, right, okay. And it kind of didn't sit with me, but I just kind of agreed to it. And then when I went home, I was like, I don't know if I want to get rid of my accent. Well, I mean, what do they want me to sound like? What was wrong with my accent? So, you know, there was a a massive possibility that I was going to go to Aura. And in the last minute, like literally I was going to start on the Monday and it was the Saturday. And I just turned to my mum and says, I don't think I want to do it. And she said, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Well, exactly. Because I don't. I don't want to do it. And so I didn't go. I mean, I was told to lose my Glasgow accent when I worked for BBC really? Scotland. Yeah, I, I was. And it, actually, Alison, it spurred me on to go and uh, apply for a job with TVAM. So that was my what if moment. And it's quite similar, really, isn't it? When you thought to yourself, well, you... Yeah. Because I can't imagine you sounding any other no. way. It would be... It would be well, I'd sound like this, Lorraine. Hello, good morning. How are you? <laughs> That's the only way I can get rid of my accent. But it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't really... work. And you know what would happen and, and you, you would revert back to it. Of course you would. You know, Always. You... Well, yeah. I revert. I get more brummy as soon as I hear my friends or I go back home. Mm. I literally, my accent, they say, you don't sound like that on television. I said, I do. I just sound so much more brummy when I go back home. But yeah, I don't think it sat with, I think ultimately it didn't sit well with me. Them telling me that I had to change in some way, it didn't, it didn't feel comfortable. And I just thought, you know what, I don't think I'm going to get on with these people. So what was the plan then if, if drama school never happened? There was no plan. <laughs> there was absolutely no plan. I just thought, well, you know what, I'll just keep auditioning for because the thing is what at the time I can remember I was auditioning and I wasn't getting any jobs I wasn't getting very many jobs and 
I just thought, oh, it's because I'm not trained. That's the reason why I'm not getting any jobs. Well, I don't know. Maybe it was just the fact that I wasn't any good at acting. And I just wasn't that great. So I wasn't getting any jobs. And I just thought, well, maybe I need to, you know, learn my craft and go. And I'd already been in the Central Television Workshop, but that took me to a certain stage. I think I needed to go and do, you know, Shakespeare and modern plays and stuff like that. And that's what I thought I needed to do. When in fact, it probably wasn't. And with anything with regards to acting, for every, you know, job that you do get, you've probably done a hundred auditions yeah. and yeah. I was just impatient and I wanted all the auditions, you know what I mean? But it's just a numbers game really. And, you know, sometimes your face fits and sometimes it just doesn't. No, that's true. And to take you back a wee bit, you were talking about the fact that your mum worked with total icons like Barbara Windsor. Your yeah. dad worked with Muhammad Ali. Yeah, and every that's time extraordinary. I it's, it's had crazy, no idea it? about it. until I read your book. I had no idea that happened. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, at the time, I didn't know how amazing he was, the legend, because mm. I was only six at the time, and I can remember my dad used to always go off and look after Muhammad Ali every time he came to Birmingham or came to England. He'd be one of his bodyguards. He'd always call upon a certain number of bodyguards, and my dad was one of them. And I can remember going to, it was the Odeon in Birmingham. And I think Muhammad Ali was doing some sort of talk, like an audience with. Mm. And I went along and Muhammad Ali just honed in on me because apparently I looked like his daughter and literally just wanted to cuddle me, put me on his lap. He was cuddling me and then the photographer was there for the Birmingham Mail and they were taking photos. And I can remember the photos and seeing my mum and dad behind, like looking at me, they were so proud <laughs> that Muhammad Ali was cuddling me. But at the time it was just me like pushing him away and thinking, <laughs> can you just get off me, please? Just stop touching me. Don't know this just, man. You can actually see it, this six year old thinking, why is this man hugging me? I just really don't want to be here. <laughs> I wish I could go back and apologize, but Aww, yeah, it's one of those, isn't but it? what a moment, yeah. You went to Tunisia? How old were you when you did that? So I went on holiday with my friend, Emma, really good mates. I've known her for absolute years. And we just decided it was our first holiday away from, you know, when you normally go away with parents mm -hmm. and it's that first holiday you go away with your mate. We went, we decided to go on holiday. We went to the travel agent. We were like, we just want to go anywhere. And they were like, well, this is great deal to Tunisia. We we're like, yep, yeah, we'll do it. And it was three hours from Birmingham. We went to Tunisia, got to this hotel in the Safia. And we had a lovely, lovely time. And on the evenings, we used to go to the entertainment team and watch the entertainment. I can remember talking to one of the entertainers and she'd just arrived and she was really homesick and she was missing her boyfriend and she was absolutely hating it. She was like, I really don't even want to do mini disco tonight. And I was like, oh, I'll do mini disco. <laughs> she went, would you? She went, I went, yeah, I'll do. I'll go up on stage and do mini disco with the kids. So I went up st on stage. I was like on holiday and I went on stage and did this mini disco literally facilitated it, hosted it and had such a good time with the kids. Then the manager came up to me afterwards and said, you really should do this. You should come back, go back home, have it your holiday, go back home and then come back out as an entertainer. And I was like, really? He was like, yeah, we'll offer you a job. We'll, we'll pay you to come and be one of our entertainers. Well, that's brilliant, isn't it? What if, yeah, so what if you hadn't gone to Tunisia? What if that woman had, yeah. had liked her holiday? And hadn't been home, oh, sorry, no. had liked her job. Yeah. What if? Well, I would have just had a nice little holiday with my friend and then I would have gone back home. Mm. And then I would have carried on jobbing it, doing different jobs that were really 
wasn't really that happy yeah. in. Do you know what I mean? I did. Uh, I worked for Transco. I worked for Cable and Wireless. I enjoyed theatre and education. I worked in theatre and education. So what if that never happened? I would never have got that experience of entertaining on stage, meeting some. Still to this day, people come up to me and go, I remember you. You was our entertainer in Tunisia. Uh-huh. And they still come up to me now and say, we remember, we had such fun memories. Or little kids would come up to me and they're like adults now and they go, I can remember when you did our mini disco and Aww. you was our entertainer. And like, they still come up to me now and we say, we totally remember you. We had such great time. God, that's amazing, isn't it? And it's do, mad. Do you think because of that and because of all of that experience, that sort of prompted you to apply for Big Brother? Because do you think that something to do with that? How did that all come it's about? It's so weird, Lorraine, when you say that, because it's like, I think everything happens for a reason. I can yeah. remember being in Tunisia. I was in there. So I had not watched Big Brother at all but I can remember we got the English newspapers all the time so we'd see like Brian Downey's just one big brother and I was like what is this big brother what's it mean and like the tourists who would come out would tell me about the show and they'd be like oh my god it's brilliant it's these guys they live in this house and they have such a good time and if you the last person standing you win 70 grand obviously my ears pricked up at 70 grand and I was like (laughs) 70 grand well I'm in debt like four grand at the moment I'd, I'd, I'd love to win that money and they were like, you'd absolutely win it, Alison. I was like, do you really, you really think so? They were like, it's all about personality and getting on with the housemates and you get on with everybody. You'd win it. And I was like, really? Do you think I would? So I just thought, you know what? I'm going to apply. So I went to the local internet cafe because we didn't have phones at that time. Went to the local internet cafe, paid my pound for an hour and I applied online to be on Big Brother. But at the same time, I also applied for Blind Date because I was looking for love as well at the time. So I applied for both of these shows. Anyway, I got Blind Date. That came through as a picker. So I was going to meet, you know, Scylla Black and I was going to actually be a picker. So I was definitely going on the holiday. And then I got (laughs) Big Brother. They phoned me up in Tunisia and said, we really want you to go into Big Brother. You up for it? So I had this dilemma of going into Blind Date or going into Big Brother. So it was either love or money. So I chose (laughs) money. (laughs) That's terrible, isn't it? No. No. I chose the dollar. (laughs) But I never won anyway, did I? I didn't win in the end anyway. I lost in the end. I only lasted like two weeks, 14 days. I was in the Big Brother house. I had a little mini holiday. When you were growing up, I guess there weren't many black women on telly, really. I mean... Well, there was Floella Benjamin. Floella, I always remember watching oh, her. Dame Floella. She is something. She's incredible. She's brilliant. You're right. And she another was there. trailblazer, uh, Rusty Lee. I remember watching oh, her on Rusty. TVAM with you. Yes, I remember So that was... Um, and she was a good friend of my mum's in real life. So I did have her to aspire to. Right. She had her own restaurant at the time. And I can remember going to her restaurant and just thinking, you're an amazing woman. But you must be getting little girls that get in touch with you. And little boys that get in touch with you saying, oh, it's, it's just really good to see you on the telly. That's all. Well, just looking around like now, I mean, look at loose women. You see yes, so many amazing great. black women. Mm. It feels nice to to see it, to be honest with you, just to see representation. And, and it's people realising that we're not all the same. We're all different. We've all got different opinions. We're all, you know completely amazing women in our own right. And it's just really lovely to see. I love it. I love to see lots of different cultures, you know, black, white, Asian, yeah, makes Chinese. Us I don't really care. Yeah, it makes us better, doesn't mm. it? 
Yeah. I mean, what I love about you is you're always so enthusiastic about everything that you do and you have completely changed the showbiz interview. There are no rules. No. There are no rules. I don't and think there I are. love that. I don't think but there I are. love that because I think you go in and you you know what it's like. All of these big stars are bored titless. They are so bored because they've been asked the same questions 150 times in yeah. lots and lots of different countries. And then in you bounce and you see you just see them smiling. It's fantastic. Well, do you know what? I just go in and I just want to treat them the way I'd like to be treated, really. And you know, you know they're doing these interviews like one after the other. Bang, oh, yeah. bang, 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 bang. So I just think, oh, I'm sure they're a bit bored now. Let's just we don't really have to talk about the film. Let's just see what, what we can get <laughs> from this situation. Like with Harrison Ford, I thought I'd take in some whiskey and some glasses and then just see what happens. And it was mm. chaos. But it was fun. It was good chaos. It was because he's really, really grumpy, Alison. He's, well, he's not you know into you. I've, bit... I've only met him the once, and all I can I go on is what I what I saw. He was, he was lovely. <laughs> I love it. He gave me a kiss think... afterwards and everything. I know you made his day. You absolutely made his day, and I love that about you. <laughs> it's that and that thing of when you know when when Megan turned round and waved to you because you were shouting at her. Or when you you know sh- not shouting at oh her, but God. just you know, I got so I mean, slated for that. You know, I got no, so much was... trouble. So many people were saying that I didn't respect royalty at the time. I was like, oh, my God. Not at all. I mean, you know what it was? I got genuinely excited in that moment. Everyone was willing me on. And I can remember hearing Ruth in my ears going, go on, Alison, get in there. (laughs) (laughs) So I got got really excited and I got really involved. And I was was in the moment. And she smiled at you and she went she hard, did. which was she so did. lovely. It was, it was a really, really nice moment. There are many, aren't there? Well, one of my favourite <laughs> moments, and it wasn't an interview, was obviously the sailor. Oh, the sailor <laughs> on the map. <laughs> this morning had a map, didn't they? A, map a of, weather map. A weather map. Well, it was the and old the weather map. And they was like saying, well, we want you to go and recreate the weather map. We're going to put two gorgeous models on there. And I was like, great, what could possibly go wrong? Well, quite a lot, actually. I actually thought at one point I'd killed him. I was actually a little bit, there was a, like, like, literally it was about three seconds of thinking, have I killed that man? So what happened? You were on Great Britain. I was on Great this, Britain. Picture the map of Great Wales? Britain. I can't remember. And I jumped over and I was grabbing his arm to just steady myself. <laughs> and at yeah. which point he went off. And sometimes I look at it and I think, did he purposely try and do that to me? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> to get his moment. But yeah, he, he fell off and I was just absolutely mortified. Absolutely mortified. I was actually a bit honest to, I was genuinely thinking to myself, I just hope he's all right because, you know, I didn't want anything to happen. And plus it was live television. So if that had happened to anyone else, they wouldn't have got. They wouldn't, they wouldn't have, have got away with it. They wouldn't have got away with it. They wouldn't have reacted the way you did, though. You made it work. Well, I was just That's terribly sorry. In the, in the end, I gave him my coat. I was very chivalrous, <laughs> and I gave him my coat because it was oh, so cold. Geez. But yeah. Well, that's what happens when you've got a map of Britain <laughs> in water, water. Yeah. and you have to jump from Ingerland yes. across to Ireland. <laughs> and that is, I mean, come on. I was more bothered about me falling in. I didn't even think <laughs> or think about the fact that someone else could fall in. It was more about, you know what, just make sure you don't fall in here, which yeah. I didn't. I think I was successful with that. But yeah, it was a moment, wasn't it? I look at that and I just cringe. I watch it. Anytime I watch it, I'm like, oh my gosh. 
And you know that's going to get played and played and played yeah. and played. Yeah. I think it went over really... to Australia. It went to Australian <laughs> TV. And I think when I went to Australia, they was like, oh, could you come on our daytime TV programme? And they that's all they wanted to talk about was that oh, moment. Of course. <laughs> You're right at the heart of this morning and have been for how long, Alison? How long have you been at this morning it's, from the I very, very start? I think it's nearly start? 20 years now. Wow. I think it's nearly 20 years, which is unbelievable, That's... isn't it? It's like, but it doesn't feel like 20 years. I'll be honest no. with you. It feels like a blink of an eye. It, it's gone mm. so quick. And it just shows how life is so, so quick. It's just go, that's why you've just got to enjoy it, haven't you? You've literally got to take every opportunity and just enjoy it because we, we ain't hit. We're a long time dead. Put it that way. We're <laughs> well, a long time dead. Well, that's what my dad always says that. My dad always says, ah, you're a long time deed. So my dad always <laughs> says, you're a long time deed. And it's true. You've got to, and, and that's what you do though. You seize the day. Yeah. Mm. I just think, why not? You know, a lot of people say, well, why did you do this? Why did you do that? And my my question back to them is, why not? You know, it's yeah. fun. I wanted yeah. to do it. There's so much stuff I do turn down. And sometimes I do regret. I go, oh, I should have done that. Do you know mm. what I mean? I should have done this. I think I got asked, yeah. what did I, I got asked to do, you know, Wipeout. <laughs> and I do regret <gasps> yes. not doing it. Now. Oh, you should I think I should have done it. I would, I would have really enjoyed bouncing on those balls. I probably would have done oh. one. But that I'm really right. regret that I said no, because that's gone now, hasn't it? It's gone away. Yeah. yeah. That, I don't know why. They'll bring it was... back. What was the one, though, you did do? Hole in a wall or hole in the oh, wall? Hole you... in the wall. Oh, yes. I that, loved that. that. That was the that maddest show. a brilliant show. show. And I said yes to that. Loved it. But then I've remembered, do you remember those, like, those jumpsuits that they have to wear? They're like yeah. skin tight silver yeah, they, they jumpsuits. They were a bit unforgiving, those ones. <laughs> like really not forgiving. And I can remember going and trying on my jumpsuit and it was really tight. And I was like to the seamstress, is there any way you can do something with this? She went, we really haven't got any time. And it was the first time I was like, do you know what? I feel really self-conscious. Normally like oh. I embrace my curves and I love my curves. But normally I can cover up you know, things that I don't want to show. But with this sure, outfit, sure. I couldn't cover anything up. And I was mm. actually, it was the first time I felt exposed, naked, and I really didn't want to do it. And I was like, I was literally just about to phone my agent and say, listen, is there any way you can get me out of this? Because I'm in Scotland. I just don't want to do it. I just look a mess. I look terrible. And I can remember Joe Swash jumping in the room. And he looked at me and he went, Alison. And he jumped on me, gave me the biggest hug. And he was there in his little silver suit and he's like dead skinny. And the, <laughs> like he said, Alison, you look great. And in that moment of him saying that, I like straight away got my consciousness back and thought to myself, it actually doesn't matter. No one cares. No one cares. Mm. Everyone's going to laugh and then not be bothered by it. Lower your ego, Alison. Get out of your ego state and just go and enjoy yourself. And that's what I did. I put myself into my head and I went out. I had such a good time. Maybe some people were like laughing when they saw me first, but after a while they just got used to it, that that was my body. Do you know what I mean? And I just didn't really care. And in the end, I had such a good time. But in that moment, I nearly didn't do it. Just because of the way I felt in that moment, mm -hmm. I, I just didn't like seeing my body in that way. You're so bubbly and positive all the time. Is that when when things aren't, you know, great, is that what you always do? You just talk to yourself? Is that your I think I'm really good, 
Rosie, and this is good for young people. I think I'm really good at overcoming things. I'm an overcomer. I'm one of those people who, yeah, it might be difficult, but you know what? I will overcome it and plow on. I'm not going to dwell in that moment of self-pity or, you know, feeling sorry for myself. I'll overcome it and go, do you know what? There are worse things that could be happening right now. You know, there's mm -hmm. people starving in the world. Is this really a big deal? Me worried about being in this silver suit. Come on, Alison, <laughs> get a grip. You're getting paid to have fun. Go and enjoy yourself. Yeah. So it's 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 kind of looking at the bigger picture more than anything else. And that's what I try and do. Look at the bigger picture and drive on forward because it's really not that bad. We had Kate Thornton on the podcast a few episodes ago. No, last series now. And she was telling us that she was told to lose weight at a size eight, which is wow. nuts. And the majority of people that you do see on the telly now even, they are tiny. Teeny, teeny, tiny. Yeah. But were you ever told that you needed to lose weight, or were you was there anyone yeah. ever commented on it? Like oh my in gosh, like every day. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I'm sure there's a tweet or a message. I think yesterday I saw a message yesterday from someone, something along the lines of "I need to lose forty stone." I was thinking, I'm not even, I'm oh. not even forty stone. <laughs> no. But what about like get, that? Would yeah. mean I'd be nothing. No, yeah. that, that's. That's, I'd be no. dead, <laughs> stupid woman. But yeah, yeah she's, she didn't even she be said there. that. Like, I get it all the time and I know mm. I'm overweight. Everyone can see I'm overweight. It's, it's not a surprise to know I'm overweight. Why, why do people feel the need that they need to tell me something that is so blatantly obvious and maybe... Maybe think that I've probably told myself it a hundred times before anyway, so I don't really need anybody to tell me I'm overweight because I see myself every single day. I've never really understood why, like, saying something about someone else that's a physical thing is an insult. Like, if you're ginger and you, people are like, oh, you're ginger, it's like, uh-huh. <laughs> well, it's a describing like, word, isn't it? What like, do you mean? you're saying to me I'm fat. <laughs> well, thank you. Okay. And, yeah. and where do we go from there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's true in telly, people are teeny tiny. I mean, I'm I'm quite, I'm all right. I'm kind of like average, if you like, you know, size 12 to You're 14. Fit, You're fit. Well, I don't know if I but am. But don't they say television puts on a little bit of weight, doesn't mm. it? it? It really does. It really does. Like sometimes I look at myself and go, wow, <laughs> I am a big girl. But do you know but what? I kind of like taking up a little bit of space. Yes. I, I'm okay with it. And that's so interesting what you say, because actually that's what, that's all it is. You take up a wee bit more or a wee bit less. I take a little a bit space. more extra space in the world and, and right. I don't think I'm hurting anyone. No, you're absolutely yeah. not. As long, do you know what? It, it comes down to you yourself. As long as you are happy yeah. and healthy, which you are. And also, I really think it's awful important to see people of all shapes and sizes on TV. We don't want it to just absolutely. be everybody absolutely. like, you know, stick thin. And also, Lorraine, none of us are getting out of this. You know, we're all going to die eventually. I might die a little bit sooner, but you know what? I'm going to live my life to the fullest. Yeah, and if do. I do die sooner, I'm going to have a fantastic life. <laughs> I'm going to have a I'm going to have a wonderful life. I'm I'm 46 now. I don't know how long I'm going to go on for, but you know, we're all going to die eventually. But I'm going to enjoy my life. I'm going to eat nice food. Mm. I'm going to try and eat a little bit healthily because, you know, sometimes my knees do hurt. So I will try <laughs> my very best. <laughs> But you know what? You're right. It's all about living your best life and you are living your best life because, of course, now, not only all the showbiz interviews and the trips and all the rest of it, it's you and Dermot on a Friday. 
Oh, it's happy Friday. Yeah. On a Friday. I love throwing into your it's show. Me, isn't it? I love when you throw over because a lot of people don't realise we've only got a set amount of time. But really, I just want to have a little chat oh, with you. Oh, I'd love to have how's more it, time with you how's guys. How's it gone today, Lorraine? I'll just, that's all I want to do. No, it's. I don't want to tell you what's on the show. Uh, I want to just say, how are you, Bob? <laughs> how have you been? But it's. And we good. have to go literally straight into telling you what's on the show. But what I, again, again, what I love about you is that honesty and you're so authentic. And, you know, you can't throw two people together and just expect. To, to to work from the get go, oh, absolutely. And the two of you like, have been literally. Yeah, you've, you've, it was you'd become. It was literally hands. that though. It's literally that's what happened yeah. to us. Yeah, and you and you were just flung in and off you go, and it has worked and it's worked beautifully. And you've got, you know, you work together incredibly well. But it takes a bit of time for that to happen. Of course, it? it's uh, and it's been really authentic, and we've been really honest from that. And to say like, we did. You know, it was it was difficult in the it beginning. Is. It was really hard, and you know, with everything that came with it as well, it was really yeah. a tough time to negotiate. And you know, I don't know if people realise I was actually I got a lot of flack as well doing that that job because mm-hmm. obviously my friends were doing it beforehand, Eamon and Ruth. So you know, it was it was tough to to do it, and you know, Eamon and Ruth told me to go for it. You know, I tell you what was really upsetting. Like I can remember reading an, an article, and it was the first time that I'd become like just a colour, because it said black host replaces Eamon and Ruth, mm. and it really upset me. That was the first time I thought, oh my gosh, I'm just a colour. No, I'm nothing no. else. I'm not Alison Hammond anymore, which I'd always been. I just became a black host, and that really like was quite shocking and quite upsetting. So, yeah, I had a lot of stress before doing that first show, so I was really nervous. But I think, I again, I overcame it. Yes, and more it, And than. it's been okay. Mm. More than overcame it. That's the, that's the thing, Alison. It's, it was hard. I do remember at the time it was, it was particularly difficult. But like I say, the two of you have got this really good partnership now uh, and it works, it works incredibly well. Aww, you know, it, thanks it, for saying it, that, really, no, it that's, really That's does. lovely. And you know what? We, we feel it as well. We feel that things have changed and, you know, we're getting closer. You know, we're, we're genuinely good, good mates yeah. now. We, you know, we talk to each other each week and... We're excited to see each other at the end. Instead of being nervous, we're now excited about seeing each other, excited about the show. It's it's great. We're in a really good place now. That's fantastic. I mean, he's important, isn't he, Dermot? But he's not the most important man in your life. (laughs) (laughs) He's not. There's there's a few important men. I know, but the most important is your boy. Yeah, Aidan. Well, you know what it's like. We sit next to your Rosie there. There are everything. That's the reason why we're doing what we do. It's for their legacy and for them, really. And is he- But he, I love the fact that he's just like a cool man now and like he's got his own personality, he's doing his life and he's smashing life and he's got such a lovely outlook on life as well and that's what I'm so proud of more than anything. Oh, that's good, mm. isn't it? That's all you want. You just want your kids to be happy. Any sign of to him. Be happy. And to be nice. And to be nice. Just to be nice. nice people. To be nice and that's to be kind. To be nice and kind. Has he shown any signs whatsoever? Because obviously your mum would, yeah. your mum would have been something on the stage. Let's be honest, come on. And um, there's you 
What about Aiden? Is it going to be? Is he going to do anything in entertainment? Do you think? So here's the thing, and like, I see that he could be a really good entertainer because right. he's really funny okay. and he's really he gets the whole industry sure. and he gets it. I see that, but you've got to remember that's would be my dream. His dream is Formula One. He loves Formula Ooh. One. Anything to do with racing, uh-huh. he goes go karting. Lewis Hamilton is his idol. That's his dream. Like my dream would be that he does what I do, but. You know, you you can't live your own dream for your kids. You've got to let them live their dream. And, you know, so I just support him in the fact that he loves anything to do with cars. I'm taking into the Formula One in December. We're going to go and see the Formula One, even though it's not really my cup of tea. But I'm going because he loves it so much. You know, I pay a lot of money for his go-karting. And when he crashes, you know, that that hits the bank big. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. No, I know. And then the worry, then there is the worry of, is he going to do himself a mischief? There's all of that. But if it's his... Well, he's, he has broken a couple of ribs before. Ooh. So, <laughs> yeah, he just loves it, though. That's his, that's his passion and that's where he wanted to be. He's at college now and, you know, he could have stayed on and done six for me. He wanted to go and do, you know, Formula One mechanics. So okay. that's his dream and that's okay. what he's doing at the moment. And he's so happy. Of course, of course. Where are you the happiest? What a great question. Do you know what? I think I live for going home. Yeah. <laughs> I live for like being on the motorway and I know I'm going I'm going home to the to the family. I've got a friend who's staying with me at the moment, my, my gay best friend. Oh, he's staying best. with me at the moment with his little dog called Bobby. Oh. And he's just been fantastic with Aiden and it's like we're a little family at the moment. It's just great, honestly. It really works. And Bobby, I love having a dog. I mm. love it. Like, I've never really been a dog person, if I'm honest with you, but I think I'm a dog person now. And I think if when he leaves, because he's leaving in April to go and work abroad, he's a Boy George tribute tat and he's oh amazing. He sounds like the I best know. person in the world. He's the best person. He's so much fun as well. <laughs> I'll bring so much laughter to the house. But literally... He's going away in April. I'm going to miss him so much. I think I'm going to get a dog. I think you I've should. Decided. I think you I should. Definitely get one. Like, I've loved having a dog, going for walks and everything. He's just, and he loves me. Like, when I come home, he's like on his hind legs jumping. <laughs> he's gorgeous. It's the best. He's a little chihuahua. Oh, he's oh, a chihuahua. He's tiny. But he's got like a, he's tiny, but he's got a lovely deer face. Okay. He's just stunning. Oh. He's stunning. Well, we love dogs, don't we? I mean, we've yeah. actually got Ruby here. Ruby is here. She's having a nap. Oh, yeah. is Ruby there? Rosie's little saucy. She's dog. the most useless producer that we... Oh, she's all right. <laughs> I mean, she's not bad. To be fair, she doesn't have any bad. thumbs. <laughs> so it's kind of so difficult. Oh, yeah, no, you must, you must. The, the, the... I think I am. I've really enjoyed, like, the energy of the house. It just changes. Yep. It's so lovely. It's another little heartbeat in the house when there's nothing else there. Oh, it's it's just absolutely beautiful. He was licking my feet yesterday, and I would never have entertained a dog <laughs> licking my feet. And yesterday, I let him lick both of my feet, and I was okay with it. I love it. I was thinking, what is he? What is he licking? It must be the salt. I don't know what it is, but he loves licking my feet, and it was a real bonding moment. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs a man when you've got a dog? <laughs> Honestly, just do it all. he's just lovely. Just do I really enjoy you. his company. So we end each episode by getting our guests to tell us their biggest uh, fail, regret, and win. <gasps> so we will start with fail. Ooh. Very good question. Fail. My biggest mm. fail in life. Would be that I didn't get a degree. Ooh. I always Ooh. wish I had that picture. You know that picture yes. of like yeah. smiling. 
<laughs> with the with the hat on uh-huh. and the degree in the hand. That's probably my biggest That's failure. That's so interesting because I was exactly the same. My mum and dad were so disappointed because it's a big deal. You know, working yeah, class just family. That on the wall. Oh, it's so a, silly. Thank goodness my brother went. Or I don't know what would have happened. And they got their <laughs> photo. They got their photo. Alison, I'm sure you'll get an honorary degree at one point. I got an honorary what? degree from Dundee University. Did I did. That's the best way to get it. You don't do any work and then they give you one. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> but then do you have to do a speech? No, 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 if you don't want to. You know what? Not necessarily. Oh, wouldn't no, I want to do a speech. Oh, no, you're no, 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 no. Oh, you can okay, then you yeah, can do a speech. <laughs> you can basically do whatever you like. It's, it's your day, so you can do whatever whatever mm. you fancy. So there we are. Well, you never know. You never so know. that is one of my biggest failures. Right, okay. And what about regret? That I didn't spend more time with my mum. Ah. That's my biggest oh, regret. Right. Because I lost her in 2020. Of course. Although we did go shopping every weekend, I feel like there could have been more moments that I could have given... You know, like in showbiz, because she loved the showbiz, like, there could have been more moments where I took her to the NTAs. But I never had a plus one at the time. And now I'm getting, it's the weirdest thing, because like, I'm getting loads of plus ones now. And I always just think about oh, my mum yeah. coming with me. She'd have loved it. Because she would have loved it all. I'm going to see Will Smith tonight, and I've got a plus one. And I just thought, oh, man. My mum would so love to go and meet Mm. Will Smith. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I didn't do more stuff with my mum. But to be honest, I've seen her every week. You know, there's an awful lot of daughters that don't see their mums hardly at all. But, you know, know, I just wish. I wish I I could have spent... Listen, I spoke to my mum every single day. You know, there there wasn't a day that went by that I didn't speak to her. I had such a strong bond with her. But I feel like... There could have been, I could have given a more lovely moment, yeah. that's all. No, I, I, I hear you, I hear you. Mm. And finally, a win. Yes, a win, Alison. Oh, a win. What's your biggest win? What's your biggest kind of like, yeah, that was great? My biggest win would have to be seeing Aidan, like, coming to his own more than anything mm. else and know that he doesn't really need me anymore. That was, that's my biggest win. Seeing that he doesn't, if anything did happen to me, I know my son would be okay. And that, for me, is my biggest win. Listen, thank you. You are a, a wonderful, wonderful <laughs> woman. And that, that was absolutely lovely. Thank you so much. It was much. really oh, good. It was so lovely to meet you, Rosie, yeah, and you speak too. with you. It was, it was great. And Ruby behaved. And Ruby was asleep the she whole time. She behaved yes. herself. What a good dog. Still sleeping. Good. That's, a, that's the sort of dog I need in my life. Yeah. I'll get Just a ruby. Out. Get a ruby ruby. I'll get a ruby. Get a ruby ruby. But thank you, Alison. That was that was oh, really, really good. Thank you so much. 